I don't know that if I can do better than Jesus in explaining the parable, so we'll let his words kind of rest with that. A couple of points to look at is why did he use parables? You know, we often hear that parables are these cute little stories that make the gospel easy to understand. That's not what Jesus says here. The parables are told in such a way that there's twists and turns. And without the eyes and the ears of faith, it's easy to miss the point. So even Jesus had to explain the parable to the men that he had chosen to be his closest followers. So as we encounter the parables of the Gospels, we should pause and pray for the, a fresh outpouring of the Spirit and a, 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 new, a renewed grace to really catch what the Lord is trying to tell us in those things and to get beyond the surface simple to really see what the Lord's trying to teach us. So we see also the, the liberality of the love of God. It knows no ends, it knows no bounds. The, the seed was sowing the word everywhere, to everything, to everyone. So no one is excluded from receiving God's love, from receiving God's word. It's given liberally, freely, without any measure, to everyone. The difference is how the seed is received. And as disciples of Christ, that's our job. That by living a life of grace and virtue and obedience self-denial is how we prepare the soil to receive the word of God, the love of God. And so since we're here, we can maybe assume that none of us, most of us are not that first rocky or the, the hard path that has no, no motion whatsoever, but maybe some of us are, are tripped up by tribulations and persecutions where we have no real deep roots to our faith. Or maybe we're the ones who are overcome with anxiety or the, the lure of riches, the cravings for other things other than God. For these things are what chokes the word of God in our life. And that's the constant struggle as disciples that we face, is to keep first things first, to keep God first in our life. We do this through prayer and fasting and penance and self-denial, acts of charity, obedience to the word of God and the teachings of Holy Mother Church. These are the ways that we prepare our soils, our soul, a soil to have deep roots so that the trials, the persecutions, the anxieties and the lure of this world won't destroy so that we can be the good fruit, the good soil that produces abundant fruit. We pray to be that good soil. And we look to the saints as examples of the, the wide variety of the fruit that the Word of God produces. This is what's so beautiful about the communion of saints. That every saint is different. They each received the same word, the same love. But the fruit their lives produced is sometimes radically different from the other saints. So this is encouraging to us 
that we don't have to be like others. So the lure of things and the cravings for other things, sometimes we crave to be holy like somebody else. The saints teach us that's not the case. And the great saint, the doctor of the church, St. Francis de Sales that we honor today, he practiced this liberality of love. He was... He became a priest and then became a bishop in southeast of France. He was actually the bishop of Switzerland, but because of the Protestants, the Calvinists, he wasn't allowed to go to his, his home territory because they were killing Catholics. But that didn't stop his mission. He's known, one of the things he's a patron of is writers and journalists because he would write down the catechism, he would write down little nuggets of the faith and pass them under people's doors, hoping that they would read them. Or he'd knock on the door and pass out these little flyers with the the words of truth, the words of the scripture, the teachings of the church. He reconverted and converted the souls of thousands of people who had been brought into the lies of the Protestant Reformation. He brought so many of them back. But he did it through love, through charity, through the liberal sharing without really caring. He knew his job was to sow the seed, and he did so with devotion and determination. He was also really good friends with a lady named Jane de Chantal, who was married and had many kids, and then her husband died, and so she was a widow raising these kids. They became good friends and correspondents. And you can read their letters that wrote back and forth. And eventually he helped her. And together they formed the Visitation Order, which was the first or one of the first religious communities for women that were not behind the wall. That they were living an apostolic life, serving the poor and the needy in the community. Another way of being liberal with the love of God, of serving those most in need. And so we look to this great saint today, known as the gentleman saint, for inspiration. Where God has placed us, this is where we can become a saint. Because that's what he said, that everyone is called to holiness. Everyone is called to be a saint. And in your state in life, your position in life, God gives you the grace you need to be a saint today. You don't need to be a priest or a religious. You don't need to wait for some future time. Today, the Lord is calling you to be a saint and equipping you with the seed that you need to do that. He wrote many great things. Perhaps his most famous book and probably the most impactful for you, the lay faithful, is his introduction to the devout life. It's a wonderful read. And you can take time as you read it, page by page, slowly. These little nuggets of truth to help you become a saint. So look for that book called The Introduction to the Devout Life. And ask St. Francis de Sales to intercede for you. So that this abundant love of God, which is being communicated to you, that your heart can be open to receive it. And like the great saints, you too can produce fruit. 30, 60, and 100 fold.